This is Global Tennessee, news analysis and commentary from the Tennessee World Affairs Council in Nashville. Global Tennessee is produced in association with the Center for International Business at Belmont University and the International Business Council of the Nashville Area Chamber of Commerce. The World Affairs Council is a nonpartisan, nonprofit educational association, and the views expressed on Global Tennessee are those of the participants. This is Global Tennessee. I'm Pat Ryan from the Tennessee World Affairs Council. Thanks for joining us today. Today we're going to be talking with uh, two alums of the Tennessee World Affairs Council, uh, Ali Humbrecht and Colleen Ryan. And uh, we're going to discuss uh, interning and volunteering with the council and and what we do here and their experiences as uh, college undergrads uh, working at the council uh, as, as an intern. And in the case of Colleen, even before... Her undergraduate experience, she was uh, a volunteer with the uh, the council, um, being part of the Ryan family. She was uh, brought in uh, as as part of the staff, so she's got a little longer experience with the council, and she's going to describe her experiences. And we're also going to talk about their experience as scholarship students at the National Conference of the World Affairs Councils of America. And finally, they've both spent a considerable amount of time living and studying abroad. And I know there are a lot of uh, students who are interested in in those experiences, and they'll share their experiences uh, with you today. So welcome to Global Tennessee. And uh, Allie and Colleen, uh, thanks for coming. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Well, it's um, uh, great to have uh, both of you here after uh, working at the World Affairs Council and then heading off to to see the world to, uh, to come back to Nashville. And, and spend some time. Uh, let's uh, jump right into your experiences at the World Affairs Council. Ali, if, if, if you want to start us off, um, your intern experience, you're a, a Belmont alum, and um, Tennessee World Affairs Council has a very strong relationship with Belmont University, and that's, that's what brought you to the council. What was, uh, what was your experience working with the World Affairs Council? Yeah, so I got connected to the World Affairs Council via Mimi Bernard, who saw an opportunity to go to the national um, conference via a scholarship. So she sent that scholarship over to me. I applied, I got it, and then after that, I was offered an internship over here. Um, so I started over here, I believe, my sophomore year. Um, And I was a university liaison between Belmont and the council. So I kind of helped to organize and plan some speakers, talking over at Belmont, encouraging students to go, getting those stubborn poli-sci kids to come and join our efforts and to really take advantage of everything that the council has to offer. And then on top of being a university liaison, I was also working kind of in like PR and marketing for the council, helping them to better utilize social media and kind of come up with like a PR plan that we were working on for quite some time. So I think those were the two really like main um, areas in which I worked while I was here. And through that, I feel like I grew a lot as a person. I was able to better understand foreign affairs, which I had not really known much about before. Um, and really, I feel like it was a good opportunity to further connect the council to Belmont. Well, you, you did a terrific job, and, and thanks again for all your hard work while you are here as an intern. And you especially were uh, uh, a great addition to the council in, in bringing Belmont students uh, to what we were doing here at the council. And you're also 
modernized our social media. <laughs> you you uh, straightened out our uh, Facebook and Instagram and uh, Twitter accounts, and I think uh, you uh, you put in place a, a great legacy of uh, our ability to uh, to reach out via social media. Uh, Colleen, you've got a, a little bit different uh, story to tell. I, I can't remember exactly what grade you were in, but when we established the, the World Affairs Council, and just a little bit of background for those not familiar with the Tennessee World Affairs Council, we started in 2007 in Cookville, Tennessee. It was a, uh, a local project to bring in speakers and, and do other programs in the community. And in the finest traditions of Tennessee nepotism, uh, all, all of our family members uh, from founding board members uh, got involved. And uh, Colleen, you were drafted, uh, uh, what year would that have been of your middle school um, still or if you were in high school yeah no it was two days before my 13th birthday that the world affairs council was that's right valentine's day it's coming yeah. up so so uh tell us what your most memorable uh world affairs council stories are yeah so i think uh one of my earlier tasks uh volunteering with the world affairs council was the earliest rendition of the distinguished visiting speakers program and so I did a lot of drafting letters for further editing, but sent off to ambassadors from Afghanistan to Zimbabwe. Um, we, we got several of them to come to town, uh, speak to students both at the high school that I went on to attend, but also at colleges across the state and at local community groups. So I had the opportunity to escort a lot of those um, guests from going into a subway with the former Czech ambassador to the United States, uh, watching my brother play mini golf with the uh, former uh, U.S. ambassador from or Kazakh ambassador to the United States. Um, those sorts of experiences were really formative, particularly at such a young age, um, and especially growing up um, outside of one of the major metropolitan areas of the state. It was a really unique opportunity to be exposed to figures in the world of international affairs and diplomacy um, that helped shape the field of study that I went into. And you were also on the uh, academic WorldQuest team for Cookville High School, right? Yes. Um, I was one of the members of, I suppose, the third or fourth iteration of Cookville High School WorldQuest teams. Um, we came up to Belmont for the state championships. Unfortunately, did not advance to Washington, which I know is a great experience for those teams that win. But it was a really cool opportunity to meet other high school students who were interested in world affairs, who were just as nerdy and invested in <laughs> academic bowl type events as myself, um, and to have a nice day in Nashville at Belmont's beautiful facilities learning about the world. Well, the, talking about Washington, you were both uh, nominated by the Tennessee World Affairs Council to the World Affairs Councils of America to be scholarship students at their annual national conference which is a, uh, I, I go regularly to those conferences and it's a great opportunity to hear uh, great speakers and uh, to have a, uh, a terrific international affairs experience in, in Washington. Uh, uh, Ali, you, you went as, uh, I guess you were a junior in, uh, at Belmont and, and you mm -hmm. attended uh, the conference and uh, tell us about your experience there. Yeah, so it was right when I was really getting into political science, which I minored in at Belmont. Um, I was looking for an internship and I came across this. And I think going to that conference kind of 
set the scene for me regarding politics and foreign affairs. And at that conference, I feel like I got to see all of these amazing speakers and important people that I would have otherwise never have come across in my life. Um, Like I remember the chairman uh, and CEO of UPS uh, was one of the keynote speakers. And I distinctly remember his speech. We had, I think the secretary of commerce was there. Um, And one of the most memorable parts of that entire trip, it's like four or five days in DC, Uh, was going to the French ambassador's house. Um, We went and we had a nice little like cocktail hour, some hors d'oeuvres, some drinks. We got to talk to a bunch of people, kind of network from um, World Affairs Council's members from all over the United States. We got to talk to a bunch of lovely uh, French people who were also there. And I remember speaking to the French ambassador, thanking just, him. Just to put this in the context for people listening, the, the World Affairs Councils of America, uh, which is kind of the, which is the umbrella group uh, for the network of World Affairs Councils, at the national conference during the day, it's at a hotel with a panel uh, of speakers and keynote addresses, the typical uh, conference uh, setup where you you listen to lots of uh, speakers all day and talk to people in between on, on breaks and get to network and and uh, do those sorts of things. But then every evening, the World Affairs Councils of America arranges receptions at various embassies and ambassadors' homes. So uh, there's there's kind of an evening component to it as well. And mm-hmm. and clearly, the French ambassador's residence made a, oh, yes. an impression on you. Yeah, and through even just the bus ride to the French ambassador's house, I met, I sat next to a lovely guy from Santa Fe, and I ended up with an internship offer down there. So really the networking and the connections that you make at that conference are absolutely unbelievable. I would have never thought I'd get an offer some from, you know, somewhere down there. Colleen, uh, tell us about your experience at the conference. Uh, Yeah, I would have to reiterate Allie's perspective that the networking is a huge thing that you get out of it. Um, Among the other students who were scholarship recipients from various councils across the country, getting to know other students who were studying international relations and interested in global affairs was really great. Um, And many of those students I'm still in touch with have collaborated with on various projects that they've been engaged with in the years since. Uh, certainly the speakers present for each day of the conference are phenomenal. Um, in my particular area of interest, peace building and conflict resolution, we heard from uh, speakers from the U.S. Institute for Peace, from Mercy Corps, from government agencies involved in that kind of work. And so it was great to get to hear firsthand and get to meet many of these people um, after the events and at luncheons and that sort of thing. And we also had a very nice uh, reception by the Norwegian embassy. Um, So nice hors d'oeuvres and getting to mingle with other folks from the conference outside of the scholarship uh, recipients as well. So it was a wonderful experience. Terrific. We're going to shift gears here and talk about your study abroad in uh, international travel experiences. Uh, But first, I want to remind everyone, this is the Global Tennessee podcast from the Tennessee World Affairs Council. And we're talking with Ali Humbrecht. Uh, a Belmont uh, alum and Colleen Ryan, a uh, graduate of the University of Tennessee, uh, both worked with the World Affairs Council uh, over the years as interns and volunteers and uh, traveled to the National Conference of the World Affairs Council. And uh, coming up at, uh, after the break, we'll be talking with 
Heather Cunningham, the, the executive director of Sister Cities, and uh, Dr. Marietta Velikova, the uh, the chairman uh, uh, of the Sister Cities of Nashville organization this year, and they're going to tell you about uh, Nashville's relationship with eight cities from around the world. Speaking of around the world, uh, Colleen, you've uh, done some traveling. Uh, give us, uh, uh, in the brief amount of time, we have a, a synopsis of of what you've been able to do as an academic uh, uh, gypsy traveling around um, in the past couple of years. Yeah, um, well, I will start out by saying that one of the only regrets that I have from my undergraduate experience in college and one that Allie can certainly speak to um, is taking the time to do a semester or a full year abroad. Um, I engaged in four opportunities to do summer study abroad programs um, everywhere from Costa Rica to Uganda. I spent a semester at the University of Edinburgh. But I think the opportunity to do a deeper dive into a place and into a culture, um, getting to build relationships and meet diverse groups of people in, um, in overseas settings is a really fundamental part of the college experience. Um, and so I, I studied abroad a few times in undergrad. I majored in global studies um, as an undergrad at the University of Tennessee. Um, and so when I was coming out of my undergraduate experience, I knew I wanted to go into graduate school, but I wanted a perspective that was different um, in international relations than the one that I had gained as an undergraduate. Um, so I received a Fulbright grant to spend a year studying at the University of York in the United Kingdom, about two hours north of London. I gained my master's degree in post-war recovery studies, which is sort of the nexus of humanitarian response and um, development as it relates to conflict-affected contexts. And that was a really great experience. My master's cohort was made up of student, 12 students from... Um, Eight other countries. Um, got to meet not only a lot of British students while I was studying at York, but truly students from all over the world, um, and really gain opportunities to travel. I did field work in Kosovo while I was doing that master's degree. Um, subsequent to finishing my program at the University of York, I moved to Beijing, China, which is where I'm living currently, uh, doing my master's degree in management studies at Schwarzman College at Tsinghua University. Um, as part of the Schwarzman Scholars Program, I'll be in Beijing for a year um, studying sort of international studies and management science, but also leadership development um, and a lot of professional development networking types of opportunities. I've been interning at the Carnegie Tsinghua Center for Global Policy, which is one of the global centers of the Carnegie Endowment for International Peace, um, studying alongside 135 students from over 30 countries um, and so that's been a really incredible opportunity that's quite a laundry list of uh, of stuff and now you're on home leave during chinese new year yeah so i uh made my part as the of the annual global influx of travel in and out of china um as part of chinese new year so i'm back in nashville for the month a billion people moving around yeah um it's quite a busy time Allie, uh, you went abroad as a, as a Belmont student, and uh, uh, I understand that Belmont ranks number five in the country for uh, short-term programs, uh, study abroad programs, and number nine in the country for overall study abroad participation uh, that includes short-term, uh, semester-long, and year-long 
programs. That's that's quite an accomplishment for Belmont, and and we uh, tip our hat to all the people at uh, at the university that uh, make that possible. And and we have a great relationship between the World Affairs Council and Belmont University, so we're proud to be connected to a university that has such a great reputation and achievement level of uh, encouraging students to uh, to study abroad. So tell us your study abroad story. Yeah, so Belmont offers a program on every continent but one. I'm sure we can all figure out which continent that is. Uh, but as a German major in undergrad, I decided, of course, a German-speaking country would probably be the best to visit. Uh, so I picked... We can probably figure out which one. Yes, I went to Germany, um, and I was in Berlin for a semester. And this the summer before, I actually had spent a month there as well with Belmont. Um, so when I was there, I attended Bard College Berlin, which is an American program, but it featured a lot of international students, also a lot of American students. Um, but the most interesting thing, I think, from my experience there is that Bard has a heavy refugee population. Um, that college actually offers pretty much free tuition for any English-speaking refugee that's in Germany. So I think it was a really eye-opening experience to kind of interact with and help out all of these refugees that had moved to Germany within the year or they had been there for five years and they were really just driven and focused on their education. Um, and I think going over there with my World Affairs Council background, I also had a more open mind and I think just in general bigger eyes to kind of observe um, what was happening politically in Germany, politically in Europe. I mean, everything was still kind of weird after Brexit, and Angela Merkel was also having a weird time earlier last year. So I think really kind of coming from this lens, it gave me a different perspective than if I would have gone to Germany without the Tennessee World Affairs Council. Um, and like Colleen said, I think that going abroad in undergrad is one of the most important things that you can do if you do go to college. Uh, my sister's currently abroad in Rome. She's been there for like a week, and I think she's already an entirely different person that has a new perspective on life. Um, the traveling humbricks. The traveling humbricks. We're going all over. My older sister went to Australia for two months. Um, she said it was one of the best things she also did in undergrad. So like Colleen said, can't stress it enough. You need to go out and explore the world if you can do it. For sure. Yeah. Well, again, a big hat tip to Belmont University for leading the way in uh, study abroad programs for its uh, its students. Well, we're about out of time. Uh, I will mention uh, to our listeners that uh, are interested in international uh, uh, affairs for college students, we do have uh, twice a year our International Careers Panel, and this is a seminar, a, a panel of uh, five or six speakers from different disciplines, uh, State Department, Foreign Service officers, commercial affairs, business people, scholars, military uh, officers, uh, NGOs, attorneys, uh, all sorts of people who come together to talk to uh, college students primarily about what uh, their careers have been about. And we are doing two iterations in the spring. Uh, we're going to have a, a session at Belmont University on April 8th. Uh, you can find information on tnwac.org about that. And the next night we will have 
a uh, second iteration at Tennessee Tech University in Cookville. So we're uh, we're expanding the program uh, this spring. Uh, we we do this uh, twice a year, and and this year in the spring we're going to have uh, two goes at it, uh, so we can reach out to Cookville, and uh, we have uh, at least um, uh, one foreign service officer. Uh, the uh, diplomat in residence who uh, lives in Atlanta. Uh, she's about to head to Sudan uh, to serve in the post at Khartoum. Uh, so she's going to talk about her foreign service experience. And we have the education outreach coordinator from the United States Institute of Peace, Ann Louise Colgan, who's going to be in, in town. And she'll be at uh, both of those sessions. Again, Belmont University on April 8th, and then the next night, April 9th, at Tennessee Tech University. Uh, well, I, I appreciate you, you uh, all coming uh, to talk about your experiences at the World Affairs Council, uh, at the National Conference, and your study abroad experiences. Any uh, closing thoughts or things you would recommend to uh, those uh, behind you in, in undergraduate circles or uh, students thinking about uh, study abroad or working at the World Affairs Council? Go abroad and go learn. Yeah, and uh, while you're while you're at home, the Tennessee World Affairs Council is a great place to uh, get involved, either volunteer or intern, mm-hmm. but also attend their program. Yeah, and they could wind up at uh, at a subway having lunch with the ambassador from the Czech Republic. Oh yeah, you never know where the Tennessee <laughs> World Affairs Council will take you. Well, thank you very much uh, again for coming in, and uh, that does it for the roundtable of this uh, episode of our Global Tennessee podcast. After the break, we'll be right back with uh, Heather Cunningham from Sister Cities of Nashville and uh, Dr. Marietta Velikova from Sister Cities, and we'll talk about uh, the programs that they do. And this is the Global Tennessee podcast from the Tennessee World Affairs Council. You're listening to Global Tennessee from the World Affairs Council. We invite you to share your thoughts with us in email, info at tnwac.org. You can subscribe to the World Affairs Council newsletter on the website, tnwac.org. And you can like us on Facebook at Tennessee WAC, as well as follow us on Twitter at tnwac. Don't forget to tell your friends about Global Tennessee and the World Affairs Council. This podcast and other educational programs from the World Affairs Council are supported by you and our sponsors. Are you interested in supporting global affairs awareness in your community? Visit tnwac.org for more information. Welcome back to Global Tennessee. I'm Pat Ryan at the Tennessee World Affairs Council. Today we're going to be talking with uh, the executive director and chairman of the board of Sister Cities of Nashville. This should be a a great uh, conversation about what Sister Cities uh, does for uh, the city of Nashville and the uh, the cities that it has relationships with and how you can get involved. I'm joined today by uh, Heather Cunningham, the executive director of Sister Cities, and uh, Dr. Marietta Velikova, the board chair. And you can uh, hear Marietta in a previous episode of Global Tennessee, where she talked to us about uh, U.S.-Russian relations and the perspectives from both uh, Russia and the United States. But today we're talking with Heather and uh, Marietta about sister cities. And uh, welcome, ladies, and uh, thanks for coming to Global Tennessee. Thanks for having us. Thank you, Pat, and Happy New Year. Well, Happy New Year to you, too. Uh, Heather, let's let's start with uh, some background and context on Sister Cities. For those who may not be familiar with the organization, can you give us a little uh, understanding of, of what the, the mission and the history of Sister Cities is, uh, the overall 
program. I know it's not just here in Nashville, but right, uh, right. So Sister Cities of Nashville is actually a chapter of Sister Cities International, and that organization was founded in 1956 by President Eisenhower, kind of in the um, Cold War era, as a way to promote peace through citizen diplomacy, really connecting people to people. Um, our chapter was founded in 1990, um, and. Our first sister city partnership was Edmonton, Canada, shortly followed by Caen, France. And our mission is really to promote cultural understanding, respect, tolerance, and peace. And we do that through connecting people and communities. Um, right now, we have eight sister city partners on five continents. And um, they are Edmonton, Caen, France in Normandy, Magdeburg, Germany, Taiwan, China, uh, Mendoza, Argentina, Belfast, Northern Ireland, Tamworth, Australia, Kamakura, Japan, and did I say Taiwan, China? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. So. Well, there'll, um, there'll be a test at the end yep, here. Yeah, everybody. That, mm-hmm. See who, who could memorize all those. Mm-hmm. And, and I'll remind our listeners that anytime uh, you, you want to get some more information about a Global Tennessee podcast, like the list of names, of the sister cities or other information about sister cities of Nashville, uh, you can just check the notes in our uh, podcast page or on the website tnwac.org, and uh, you'll have all that information at hand. Uh, Marietta, tell us uh, a little bit how you got involved in uh, in sister cities. I know you're a professor at uh, Belmont in economics, and you are involved in the Tennessee World Affairs Council, and Lord knows how many other things you've got your your hat into. But uh, sister cities, you've been active in this uh, for a number of years. How how did you get uh, interested in that? Pat, so I am a global citizen. So um, it's if if you heard my story on the podcast about Russia-U.S. relationships, you know that um, my life was really changed and transformed by my experience as a 14-year-old in VIP Idaho. And so when I came to Nashville, which immediately felt like community where I want to be a part of, felt like home, so I thought, how can I contribute? Um, where can I get involved um, how I can get engaged. And so as I finished Young Leaders, Young Leaders Council and I was looking for an internship for, for with a nonprofit in Nashville community, I came across Sister Cities Nashville. And I wasn't aware of Sister Cities Nashville. I learned about organization. I got in touch with Heather. And immediately uh, I felt like that's where I belong. This is where I want to put my time and energy ideas and so I have become involved probably roughly five years ago I joined first as an intern and then um, joined as a full board member so um, I think it's so important whether it was back in 1956 when it was originally found by the president Eisenhower or today in 2018 that we don't forget about connections we don't forget about um, that the values that have been promoted throughout history, whether it's freedom, whether it's prosperity, whether it's peace, uh, multicultural understanding, respect, they don't just, uh, we can't just have them or not have them. Those values, um, we 
cultivate them through connecting to people. And that's why I think it's really important what Sister Cities Nashville does at various levels, from student exchanges, college exchanges, adult exchanges, to really connect people and understand why those values that have been shared for so many years are important, and I think especially important today. And Heather, you're your executive director. How long have you been involved, and how did you get uh, connected with Sister Cities and anything else in your background that uh, had to deal with international or nonprofits well, or uh, yes, leadership in the community? All of the above. I've been in, I'm, I'm going on my 11th year as executive director, um, and I was actually hired by our now current mayor, David Briley, who was the former chair of Sister Cities of Nashville. Um, obviously 11 years ago. Um, I have been executive director of an educational nonprofit before in, um, in another state. And uh, when I first started out my career in public relations, I did a lot of work with international trade commissions in Italy and Austria and Germany and Spain. So I was able to travel a lot. So you had just, the global bug. I had the global bug, absolutely, absolutely. So this was a real check the box experience for me when I applied to become executive director. It just had the job description just sounded um, like exactly what I wanted to do. Well, it sounds like a lot of work juggling uh, the relationships <clears throat> with eight different cities around the world and all of the uh, constituents that you have here in Nashville who are a part of it. Tell us a little bit about the programs that uh, make up the Sister Cities uh, agenda. Sure. Well, I'll, I'll first say we are a membership-based organization, and so we get a lot of support from our members, um, and we have a large board of directors. Um, we have a variety of different programming here locally and, of course, abroad. Um, as Marietta just indicated, we have exchanges at the student level, at the high school, at the collegiate, and the adult level. And throughout the year, any, any week, any month, we are entertaining um, delegates from our eight sister cities or we're sending um, students or adults away. Um, the exchanges can take shape in a lot of different ways. We, I just had a physician group from China here um, to, on a medical exchange. We've had artists from Germany and, um, and Argentina here doing an artist exchange. We have educational exchanges. Um, next week, we have the vice mayor of Taiwan and a group of city administrators here to... That's the Chinese sister city. Mm, uh, right. And so we're having some meetings with um, a bunch of organizations around town that they're interested in. So it can take on a, a lot of different um, appearances and, and, and all. So an outbound exchange, an outbound program, what, what does that look like? Is that people who are members of uh, sister cities or are these people who can sign up for this right this sort of well thing? both so we we require you to be a member to go on our trip but all you have to do is go to our website and, and become a member. become a member so it's very very easy and um, we say that our exchanges because we are um, connected at the mayor's office it is literally an international treaty that's signed between our our mayors um, you know, we're still a grassroots organization, but when you go on an exchange, you will 
meet with the mayor of the other city. Um, we just had our group went to our sister city in Japan in Kamakura, and then they were went to Tokyo where they were entertained by the um, at the residence of the U.S. ambassador to Japan. Um, we're going to Mendoza in uh, March and we'll enjoy the great Vendemia uh, wine festival. We'll have meetings with the mayor oh, wow. and other city leaders. So um, we have a group going to Tamworth, Australia I for the Country Music the Festival. Web, the website and yep. see if I can become a member right, again on that one. Right, lots, lots, of, lots of fun trips. There, there are great ways to connect professionally. Um, uh, we've done a lot in um, a lot of different sectors in legal and in, in um, education, et cetera, et cetera. Patton, can I also add something? So I know we live in the times when you can just open your computer or pull your smartphone and book a trip to any destination in the world. But I think what I would like to emphasize for our listeners is that going on a sister city delegation trip gives you a very unique opportunity to do things you would not be able to do otherwise and it's not just meeting uh, government officials or city officials it's just connecting with people at a very deep level uh, meeting um, we've gone on several trips where let's say for example if you're an entrepreneur you can meet with entrepreneurs of that city if you are a healthcare executive you can the really high level meetings can be um can be arranged by the city council or the mayor office for you. Sure, so, so this isn't just sightseeing. Yeah, so right. it's really, it's a combination of, we can say business, music, education, and of course culture. And behind all of it, it's connecting people. And what is interesting that it's not just us connecting to our sister cities, friends, but it's also, there is always such a genuine friendship and connection that develops among the delegates who go from Nashville to any of our destinations. And that's why I think it's such a unique opportunity to really cover a lot of different uh, areas of travel. So, so I'm, I'm sorry. No, I was, I was just going to say to to Marietta's point about connecting with the people on the trip. Um, we just had this large a group of twenty five go to Japan in October, and they're having a reunion here next week. So that happens a lot. Um, well, there's uh, for people who have traveled together uh, on on group delegations, uh, especially overseas. There's no bonding experience like that, and uh, like traveling together, uh, right? Hopefully, ninety percent of them are usually positive, exactly. and there, there probably are some that are not uh-huh. so, so much. But tell us some of the uh, any anecdotes or stories of some. Whenever you send a group of people uh, together somewhere, there's always some experience that sticks out in your mind as uh, maybe we shouldn't have done that or. Wasn't that a uh, wasn't that serendipity? Or? Well, always when you're dealing with students at the student level, it's it's always hilarious to uh, hear um, what they come back sharing. Um, some things you don't necessarily want to hear, but um, they are all they come back so excited and just many of them have not traveled abroad before and have all of a sudden. Um, made a best friend halfway around the world. They have a new brother, a new sister, a new family member. And um, we hear often, I I hear anecdotally all the time um, when I just run into people around town that, hey, we went back, you know, I took my whole family back to see my my host family in Mendoza or in Confrance or or my, you know, my 
student, uh, my correspondent from Caen, just came back again for the third time. So, so the the trip doesn't end when you just land back. It, in it builds a bridge that keeps right. going. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Marietta, are you familiar with any uh, any good stories from these trips? Any good stories of this trip? So um, one story that comes to mind, so it was a big delegation to Belfast, Northern Ireland, a couple years ago. There was a sister cities summit where Dublin hosted basically every sister city delegation that they have for every city in Ireland. And so we were in Dublin, Ireland, and it was a rather big delegation. And of course, uh, respecting the Irish traditions, we went to the pubs uh, afterwards. And all of a sudden, we're enjoying Guinness, we're enjoying the conversation. Uh, Our uh, host just, you know, the Guinness keeps coming. And all of a sudden, there is a live band playing, and they start playing... um, Johnny Cash and then the Tennessee tippy top. Uh, uh, oh, the Rocky Top. The Rocky yeah. Top, sorry. <laughs> As you can see, I'm from Western Siberia, not from Tennessee. <laughs> so Rocky Top. And so it was just such a moment of just that connection. So we are there and listening to Rocky Top and Johnny Cash in an Irish pub. And our hosts are dancing away with us. So those are the connections and those are the moments that I think you will always cherish and always remember. And those are the people who are, you know, not just, you know, like from music or just sister. It's like the judges and, you know, the city officials and just music, you know, and great conversation unites all of us and makes us absolutely the same. We forget the titles and we just become people who we are at our core. No, I, for anybody who's traveled, there's nothing like uh, building bridges and, and establishing those relationships than sitting down and breaking bread or, or lifting a pint, whatever the case might be. Um, Heather, what what uh, upcoming events or uh, things that uh, you see on the horizon for Sister Cities? I know you have a number of events each year, fundraisers and right. galas. We, and we just had our, our big, um, most successful um, fundraiser um, to date, our 10th annual uh, World of Friendship. Uh, we have an, a membership uh, reception coming up. We um, every every year at the beginning of the year, we just have a free event that we thank our members for their continued support, and we give them a few highlights of things coming down the pike. Um, when will that be? This is on January twenty third. Okay. Five thirty to seven thirty. So we're excited about that. That's always a fun time for us to just get together and and enjoy each other. And um, we have, uh, as I mentioned, a, an upcoming uh, exchange to Mendoza, Argentina. We have one to Caen, France um, this fall. We'll have one to Edmonton, Canada in August. And that's what's on the plate for right now, but um, there will be more. And can I just say a couple more things? So I don't need to say much more about Vindime, famous worldwide festival uh, of wine in Mendoza, Argentina. If the listeners haven't been there, it's a beautiful place, beautiful country, beautiful food. And as an economist, your dollar stretches a lot because uh, Argentinian (laughs) peso is not doing so good and kind of depreciated and devalued uh, in the month of August. So great opportunity. Uh, And another thing I wanted to say, so our trip to Edmonton, Canada is happening during a very unique um, cultural uh, 
it's the Her- it's the UNESCO, UNESCO just named it the world's largest cultural festival. Cultural festival. It's the heritage festival. So if wow. you join Sister Cities, if you would like to go to Edmonton, Canada, you're absolutely welcome. And you have an opportunity to be a part of Nashville delegation. And for the first time, um, Nails will bring a taste of Nashville to this UNESCO recognized cultural, heri- cultural heritage festival. Well, when, when you talk about uh, Edmonton and, and Canada, I'm reminded about hockey in Belfast. And one of, uh, one of my anecdotes from uh, a, a relationship with sister cities from afar, sort of, was your recommendation when I was in Belfast, Northern Ireland, to contact the director of hockey at the Belfast Giants hockey team. And we were treated uh, royally to uh, two nights of hockey in the VIP booth. So there are definitely benefits of getting connected with sister cities. The the relationships you build, you never know where where the payoff might come, just uh, being friends of uh, sister cities or being a member. Um, Heather, tell us about uh, your fundraising. I'm, I'm sure that uh, you'd like our listeners to know that they can uh, make a donation or besides becoming members? Absolutely. So you can join and and it's only $50 for an individual membership. It's tax deductible. And as we said, as a member, um, you are uh, entitled to um, participate in our exchanges. You get to come to free things like our membership reception. You get to learn about our trip opportunities and programs. Um, We also exhibit at a lot of festivals. Um, we have several fundraisers throughout the year, and in, in addition to our um, main one in the fall, we have a ramen showdown. We've had that for the last couple of years, where we've had dueling ramen at Otaku Ramen, and, and people can go and eat some delicious food, and uh, the restaurant donates proceeds to us. Um, but at festivals, we sit, we might sell t-shirts or drinks or that sort of thing will will be. We also lead the Cherry Blossom Mm -hmm. Walk at the Cherry Blossom Festival in honor of our Kamakura-Japan relationship. So uh, first of all, I think it's such a great event for all the Nashvillians to come to. But if you want to do the walk, Sister Cities leads the walk along with the mayor of the city of Nashville. Terrific. I'd like to remind uh, our visitors, uh, this is the Global Tennessee Podcast from the Tennessee World Affairs Council, and today we're talking with Heather Cunningham, the Executive Director of Sister Cities of Nashville, and Dr. Marietta Velikova, the Board Chair of Sister Cities. Uh, we have just a few more minutes, and, and uh, I'll, uh, I'll let each of you take a, a turn at uh, maybe telling us what value added there is to Nashville, which is becoming more and more of an, a global city right. um, of, of building bridges and having organizations. Uh, we, we hope the Tennessee World Affairs Council contributes in a positive way to that, but sister cities uh, definitely by helping uh, recognize uh, our relationship with uh, specific cities abroad and building those bridges with uh, with others. Uh, any any closing thoughts on what, what well, that means to I, the yeah, average Nashville? I think, um, as we were talking about before, that that our our organization right now um, we just feel is is so relevant in our community. Um, there are one in six now in Nashville are foreign born. And I just think that it's so important for um, organizations like Sister Cities to help build those bridges, um, promote cultural understanding, um, because we're, we're all in this community together, and we just feel like um, we're, 
we can help in that way and in connecting people in a meaningful way and helping people understand and and appreciate and and respect um, each other. And so that's um, something that uh, we're excited about. We are getting a lot of international visitors. Our Convention and Visitors Corp has asked us, like, hey, what are your what are your um, international visitors want when they come to Nashville? Because um, we're getting so many uh, more here. So I just think that um, sister cities can can offer a lot to uh, the residents here. Marietta, any uh, any thoughts about that? I think behind just uh, beside the civic values and the civic. Uh, like prosperity and peace and cultural understanding that I think is important on a personal level or social level for a community, nation. I think it's also important to remember that we do have, we actually conduct an economic impact study to show the economic impact of our eight sister city relationships that we create for the city of Nashville. Besides that, um, if we want Nashville to be not just a global city, but city where we continue to create jobs, we remain strong economically. One of the requirements today, we live in a global world, it's a diversified labor force. So that's what we do. We prepare global diversified labor force who can work with customers, with clients, with suppliers all over the world. Maybe because they had an experience to go on a student exchange, they had an experience to host a delegation, went on a delegation. So I think it's also about strengthening our community economically. And and uh, increasing awareness among young people. You have a very strong uh, youth program. Um, any uh, new cities on the horizon, Heather? Um, yes, as a matter of fact, um, we are uh, looking at Chengdu, China, population 16 million people. It's in the Sichuan province. And uh, Chengdu, spicy noodles. Yes, and uh, <laughs> Chengdu wants to be the music city of and pandas. China. Yes, and they are the home to the giant pandas. So um, we are moving towards a partnership with them, and there are several others on the horizon. Excellent. Yeah. Well, we, we certainly have a an interesting uh, new relationship with China and the more understanding that we can uh, establish between Americans and Chinese, I think the better in the long run. Nice. Well, uh, we have been talking with Heather Cunningham and Marietta Velikover from Sister Cities of Nashville. We thank you for uh, joining us today on the Global Tennessee uh, podcast. And one last question. Uh, you can tell our listeners how to find your website. Uh, Just and go to scnashville.org. scnashville.org. And uh, it tells you all about our sister cities, how to become a member, how to get involved. There's a nice little video on our homepage that just shares um, what other members are saying about why they um, are a part of Sister Cities of Nashville. Excellent. And those links will be on the notes on our podcast page. And we uh, ask that you uh, take time to review the podcast. We uh, would like to get uh, some more visibility. So your, your feedback is important. And thank you for listening to the uh, Global Tennessee podcast. And we will uh, be uh, back with uh, more interesting programming uh, about uh, international relations, about the Tennessee World Affairs Council, the programs we do, for example, Academic World Quest on February 24th. At Belmont Teachers and Students, uh, take a look at tnwac.org. For that, everyone else can check tnwac.org slash calendar to see what programs we have coming up that might be of interest to you. And we also, like Sister Cities of Nashville, encourage membership and uh, support 
We're among the uh, organizations in the nonprofit community in Nashville that rely on your support to do what we do. Thanks again for listening to Global Tennessee, and that's it for today. Everyone have a great day. This has been Global Tennessee from the World Affairs Council in cooperation with the Center for International Business at Belmont University and the International Business Council of the Nashville Area Chamber of Commerce. The executive producer of Global Tennessee is Patrick Ryan, senior producer Logan Monday, technical advisor Bill Ryan, and the voice of Global Tennessee as well as the Penn Jones Conspiracy. I'm Benjamin Olson. Visit tnwac.org podcast for more information.